This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Yamin Shamali is an Atlanta-based indie hip-hop artist. Let me expand on what I mean by hip-hop artist. He is an MC, producer, and DJ. He has produced for and or featured on tracks with the likes of Count Bass D, Corrupt of the Dog Pound, Cutting Lingus, Ken Starr, Cannibal Ox, J-Live, and many more. Also, Yamin is one half of the duo called Clandestine which formed in 2003. The group rose to the forefront of the Atlanta hip-hop scene, and later, in 2007, the major independent rap label Raucous handpicked Clandestine to be featured in their Raucous 50 project, labeling them as one of the top 50 indie prospects in the country. Furthermore, in 2012, they were awarded Georgia's Best Hip-Hop Group by the Georgia Music Awards. Without further ado, Yaming Somali. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I was wondering if I left anything out, if you want to give any more highlights that I felt the mention in the bio. You can go ahead. If not, we can move on. Oh, um, I guess as far as, like, uh, press and stuff of that nature, I'm um, I'm a top 25 uh, solo artist with, uh, with allhiphop.com for this previous year. Oh, that's what's up. Um Really cool, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's about it. But now that, that's, yeah, I, mean, that's, I guess we'll that's get good. into the. <laughs> yeah, <appreciate> it. <laughs> well, you know, just just the, for us to get to know you, tell tell us a little about yourself and where you were born and raised, and how that environment impacted your decision to become an MC. Well, um, I was born in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, but um, I'm pretty much from Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta as a, like, real resident since I was, like, five, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, going back between North Carolina and Long Island where my family stays and then uh, going back and forth between North Carolina and, and Hempstead and Long Island, I picked up on a lot of hip-hop when I was younger, um, making road trips to New York when I was, uh, you know, a real young child right. with my uncles and cousins. And um, one of my cousins was a DJ. He used to get down a lot with um, – a lot of cats in Long Island, you know, like, you know, just librarian when it came to rap. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just got me into reading credits and all that good stuff. And uh, I've been in Atlanta, you know, for for ages. <laughs> uh, I used to DJ and host um, radio at Georgia State for uh, hip-hop programs over there, um, like The Bomb and sure. Rhythm and Vibes, which is like a, you know, award-winning show um I was happy to be there when my brother DJ Q Storm was there when they were trying to change the the, uh, the hours of the hip hop and put it all on the weekend and take the you know the um, instrumental hip hop show from Wednesday and move it around put it on the weekend. We you know we were there at a time where people really cared about the culture and we kept everything the same for those amount of years and it was just good man to have like a sense of um, having a voice with radio and in the street with records you know so. And I also did promotion with Loud Records, too, um, giving out records to DJs in various places. Wow. Like, even strip clubs. I was, like, 16, 17. I was still <laughs> going into strip clubs 
giving out the three six mafia records when uh when those came out under loud, you know, just yeah. I've been around a lot of different forms of hip hop, you know, and in, in this industry without being like really too much part of the industry. Wow, that's incredible. So it seems like you're talking about uh, I know I know all about a Long Island. I know about him. Said um, Atlanta. I understand that. Now, where where did the love for making music, like producing music, come from? You talked about the DJ. You talked about listening to hip hop. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, well, uh, I had a lot of homeboys, you know, lifelong friends of mine who came from LA to the AUC Center, you know, to uh, do higher education. Mm-hmm. Morris Brown and Clark and, and Morehouse, mm-hmm. um, and they were brought up in the um, in the b-boy kingdom in L.A. Like you know, the Good Life and uh, uh, Project Blow and stuff like that. That's kind of like where the moms when they came up. Like a lot of acts like you know Farside and mm-hmm. uh, AC Alone and you know Freestyle Fellowship. That was kind of like their kind of uh, their you know heroes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. They came out here and started doing events. We had a promotion team called The Unit, and we actually worked, um, you know, the loud records along with other people's records, and uh, <clears throat> it was kind of like a good way for you to meet DJs. I was real young, man. Like, if I would have known people not known this long when I was a little older, I just think <laughs> it would have been a little crazier, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I, I was just kind of blessed to be around different people at a young age, like Roster Root or, you know what I'm saying, um, just Spearhead X or mm-hmm. a lot of... A lot of cats who were really, you know, integral to to music all over, not just Atlanta. But um, production came from the, the, my homies, um, the Vinyl Junkies, who came from L.A., who I was talking about. Um, you know, X-Ro had, like, you know, real simple type samplers, you know what I'm saying? We we just kind of figured it all out together. Um, I ended up buying a Korg ES1 when I was still in high school, and then I got an MPC, 2000 Excel, kind of like 2001, like the year after I graduated high school, I think. And, um, yeah, I just took it to L.A. I moved to L.A. like a couple years later. Um, really got my chops up living with Pudge, MC. He's a really dope yeah. uh, DJ in, in New York. And um, we were roommates out there. And uh, i just been going strong with it, man. You know, we was all like the little disciples. You know, I moved out there and... Uh, right when I moved out there, he died. It was crazy. Wow. I just knew I was going to meet this brother. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, dog. So wow. it was, uh, it was a beautiful time, man. You know, record stores everywhere, living far away from your mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Just mad cool time to be alive and be meeting different producers and like meeting like, uh, Blind Lotus at the do over mm-hmm. or, you know, running into a cat like, uh, Oh man, it's just so many cats like Sam I am. I can just go on and on about producers and DJs, Gas Player, Killer. You just really had to be on your on your stuff because there was so many dope people around. You know what I mean? So the production thing was just like all a part of that. That was like how you flex. Even even if you was a DJ, if you couldn't make a dope beat, it was kind of like whatever, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's kind of that's kind of how we looked at it. We had to do everything. Wow. So what brought you back to Atlanta? Um, well, BT and my group, Clandestine, that you mentioned earlier, yeah. um, we kind of, we just had another record come out, and we was really just uh, trying to gain some footing, man, I guess. Like, I could have, I honestly, uh, I think about this every once in a while, like, I had the option to stay. It wasn't like I wasn't doing pretty good, you know, I was getting gigs and uh, working a nice little cool job at the airport, 
just something where I could stay out there. Cause mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's kind of expensive to live out there, Absolutely. but I had a nice little situation. Yeah, but um, I guess D wasn't really feeling it too much. He went, he wanted to come back home to Atlanta. You know, he wanted to be closer to his fam in North Carolina. And, you know, I could feel him on that. Yeah. Um, but I came back, too, because we just dropped the record. I was like, man, you know, I guess I'll just come back. Right. <laughs> just following the, the the merchandise, trying to get, you know, trying to get these shows and shit. It, uh, oh, excuse me, man. No, Can I right. curse? It, that... it, it's fine. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm not going to go crazy, but I was just, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, just being young and trying to chase the dream, man, I came back because my homie was uncomfortable. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I, I kind of felt like it was um, – you know, basically kind of like us against the world. Mm-hmm. That was the mentality mm-hmm. when you come from the South and you do the kind of music we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of already going to be on some deaf ears to a lot of people. Right. Um, not that we shun away from all, any type of audience, but, you know, you just know what it is. You got to stand on it on your, on your, on your, uh, on your mission, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, that, and that brings up a good question, you know, just talk about the Atlanta hip hop scene and how it's changed since your younger days up until now. And how I mean, it feels like uh, I think it, it feels like it's about to go back to where it was when I came back in, man. Like, like they about to open up the mic club again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dreads is about to reopen <laughs> mic club. Um, I'm actually doing a, a, a reunion with uh, the VJC. My brother's from LA this year. HBC. Everybody's coming to town for that. So it's kind of like almost like them coming back to you know where they was all at Morehouse or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Uh, but it has changed in between then and, like, when I began. You know, we had uh, a lot more outlets for better shows. I mean, turnouts to shows started dwindling. That's why, like, I think certain tours stopped coming through. Um, shows getting canceled. Like, the, the, the type of hip-hop we do, you know, I was talking to my publicist the other day. He was like, man, you know, you already got this smooth hip-hop Pete Rock shit, like, down. Like, you might as well try something. And I don't even think all my stuff sounds like that, but he, I, I get his point, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of different here. Like, legendary groups ain't really packing out shows in Atlanta like that. People don't even really come through here. But uh, it wasn't always like that, you know what I mean? I, I think when Freak Nick was around, you might have been in 94, 95, but you were still going here, like, Outkast or some Suave House or some Wu-Tang mm-hmm. in in the streets while it was all the booty shake music that everybody knew Atlanta to be about. Right. It was just more fans that had different tastes before. Now Atlanta scene is kind of weird sometimes. Like, I stick out like a sore thumb on a lot of events. Because, um, I don't, because um, it, I don't do the turn-up thing. You know, I do a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my, my, I love my show. You know, I've been doing turntable tricks and you know i've been <laughs> right. pulling out the projector you know what I'm saying chopping up audio and video on the npc like we, we have fun when we really go in it's nice and um you know i think the music is great beyond that you know for what we do i love i love what we do but um yeah it's just different man it's like people got to be there to get it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so if it's a million events going on too like atlanta just got the most events in the world like up before highway all the way down to damn riverdale mm-hmm. it's a million things like popping off you know yeah so, yeah it is really it's really a vibe in city i tell you that so so what do you yeah. see as the the future sounds of hip-hop in atlanta where, where do you see it going man you know they I, they just asked me this in another uh like publication not too long ago and um i was saying I was saying that I think 
I've, I've heard, you know, rumblings about there being a vinyl uh, plant that's going to be opened up around here. I don't know how official that is yet. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I just kind of see that being full circle almost. Like, um, we're going to get back to, I would like to see, you know, younger cats getting back into other styles and um, just expanding on styles they hear now and less, rep, you know, repetition and less copying and mm -hmm. And, you know, just I think that's really going to make things alive again because it's kind of boring. Like, ain't nobody really, you know, I mean, other than the people, some people I know, you know, ain't nobody really thinking about that. You know, they're just trying to turn a single around. Right. But um, if we start getting some good albums, like, you know, appreciation, that's why, you know, I like physical stuff because, like, if you got vinyl, you're thinking about the whole album. You can actually see it. You can smell it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Feel it. And um, it's not just an MP3. You know what I'm saying? So we got to kind of think about what we're doing when we're curating these albums and making them pieces of art that stand the test of time. Because a single's a single, but you can have a classic single, but what about the rest of the album? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it trash because it's not a hit song, or does it have a place in a composition of work that can really define, like, you know, the best from the worst? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's kind of, um, you know, it's a lot of that, man. It's like a lot of disposable art or, you know, I use that term loosely, you know, it's like a lot of disposable music coming out. So, you know, we, we need some more plaques, you know, you necessarily need selling a bunch of units, but we need some stuff that's, like, worthy of, you know, being praised in physical format because, like, I get the guy, man, like, we need some more of that type of stuff. Right. So, you know, just listening to you, what who who were some of your music influences, like, locally and globally, since you say you kind of stick out like a sore thumb in Atlanta? <laughs> um, some of my influences, man, they go everywhere from like Outkast locally, you know, James Brown. Um, trying to think of just uh, anybody else locally I could really say. I mean, Goody Mob. Um, shoot, man, I like Todd Rundgren a lot. Uh, I like, you know, King Tubby. You know, I, I listen to so much different stuff. I really like Anderson Pack's new music. Um, I listen to a lot of Dilla. I don't listen to a lot of Dilla like recently. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always just in my in my in my mind in my heart. I don't even play it a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, man, I just I dig uh, Willie Hutch and all kind of music, bro. Like I listen to a lot of different stuff, man. My whole house is full of wax, man. So I bet you do. Um, Being a producer, you have a, you yeah, yeah, a lot, right? Yeah, man. It's, it's so much cool stuff, and it's always something else to learn too, man. So. I just like whatever's funky. Um, mm -hmm. When I when it comes to what maybe I do on stage, this kind of uh, something I you know gleaned from somebody else. Maybe I would say like um, Earth, Wind, and Fire when they when they dress when they dress more like the African garb, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to like yeah. the, the spandex and shit, <laughs> the spandex and, and capes and stuff like. I was you about know, to ask I like you. to rock. <laughs> I, I like rocking, you know, traditional. You know, anything indigenous, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, when I'm rocking. Um, but, you know, I've been known to just rock regular stuff, too, you know, T-shirts or polos or whatever. But when I do put on, you know what I'm saying, I like I like it to look like, like a sound, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's important to me. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, anybody who look like they sound, I can dig it. Like, Prince looked like he sound, you know. <laughs> Jimmy looks like he right. sound. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. And that's not even my Steve's all the way is like being super cognizant of how I'm coming off when I'm looking, but 
you got to kind of do that. You know, mm-hmm. and when I do it, I feel like it goes to a good effect. You know what I mean? It makes sense. You said, you know, you know, instead of making disposable music, let's let's make let's make the whole package. I mean, you're already MC producing DJ doing all those three. I can also see why they make it visual, why they make why they make yeah. it tangible. You know, right? People make yeah. people come out for a show. You know, no doubt. Yeah, they know that you're just not gonna be rapping at them. You know, what I'm saying for thirty minutes, everybody standing up and yeah, <laughs> just exactly. looking at you. Yeah, man. So yeah, always trying to. Uh, innovate bro and, and um and not take it too seriously mm-hmm. but just you know take the art seriously not don't take yourself too seriously just keep take the art serious because right. you know that's a good point. we all want to get old one day and look back on this stuff and be like in tears like happy <laughs> you know right. what i'm saying like, right. that's what it's about so that's, that's it man well let's let's talk about some of your albums now um i think your first official solo album was self-titled Yamin, right? Yeah, that's true. And you know what's cool? Cause, and just based on what we were just talking about, I was looking at the cover art. Looks like you and some of your people leaning up against a car at night, and you guys have halos around your heads. That's what I think it is. Yeah. If you can you describe yeah. the meaning behind that cover art? Oh, word. Um, the photographer, a friend of mine named Linda Costa, um, she does light painting, which is a really awesome technique of long exposure photography so mm. we sit there and she actually walks around while we stand in there and you know does different designs with different lights you know different kinds of handheld flashlights or any type of light source she has she makes some really dope photos uh for that record on the inside of the cd too mm-hmm. but um yeah the halo thing that was just her spin on it you know just kind of brightening up our aura you know crown you know what i'm saying and uh I thought it came off dope. She wrote my name, and it's it's not like she can really see it until it's done, you know, until, until she gets the photo in her hand or on a computer screen. She's writing it, but she's doing it all by just her imagination. So, you know, the name was written by her just like the halos was drawn by her. And yeah, man, she's a really amazing artist. Her name is uh, Linda Costa, C-O-S-T-A. Wow. I looked at it like... You know, just some brothers, you know, people might look at us a certain way, but, you know, we're really angels here on Earth. <laughs> That's how that could be real, yeah. <laughs> that um, could be real. Um, all those dudes, um, everybody in the, in the shoot, man, I definitely know that they're, like, heavenly-minded people, man. Yeah, like, man. definitely some of the most, like, if I got to holler at anybody to get some, um, you know, some straight talk, man, I'm going to have to call Ella or Eddie Meeks or Goldie or Flux, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no thing. Yeah, that's good. So I'm assuming on the album you did most of the produ- production. Who else um, did some of the production on the album? Illustrate did two beats on that album. He did the last one, and uh, which is called uh, Life in Your Day, mm-hmm. and um, he did Are You Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a little instrument, uh, uh, excuse me, interlude <laughs> where I'm scratching, and my homeboy Rollo did that beat, and um, but everything else I did. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I want to know your 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 thought process behind the song so much. What 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 were you thinking about to create those lyrics? What up, world? This is Yamin Somali. I know a lot of y'all don't really know me like that yet, so I figured a little dialogue can help break the ice. So you know, I'm gonna ask y'all a couple questions and get into my interpretation. 
How many dollars does it take before they start to call you fake before you no longer awake? How many starving artists break? How many people can relate to drinking dime, eating steak? You might have thought the grass was greener, but all the glitters ain't gold. That's a brass patina. Niggas tricking off their cash, knowing that's they re-up and can't hold shit down like acid reflux, man. <laughs> ain't nothing going on but the rent. So why you putting up a front like you the 1%? If the president was mint, you probably have a fit. Same government, though, cause niggas ain't taxes, ain't taxes, ain't taxes, ain't taxes, ain't taxes. How many vacant homes destroyed? How many people unemployed? Tell me how we fill this void. Uh. Do hoodies make you paranoid? Which one have you enjoyed? iPhone or Android? <laughs> I got a four. <laughs> and look, uh. I was about to cop the 4S. Then I thought about it, man, I don't need more stress. First one died in the washing machine. Got the second one, next I fucking cracked the screen. The father got a sense of humor every time I play consumer. Looking at this bit and apple on the back of my computer. Now, does this make me Adam on the eve of destruction? Siri spell backwards as Iris. Do they see me or something? See me or The earth as they stared and only get to quake. If I could be a martyr for the diaspora, I would throw a bomb by y'all's party just to leave tomorrow. Sayonara, the yen dollar, but what can death offer when there's so much I haven't yet conquered? Conquered, conquered. That joint, I uh, I actually wrote that song the night that I think Obama won his second term. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was just a lot to take in. You know, what I mean, like it's always weird around that time of year. It's gonna be super weird this year yeah. <laughs> or next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, I was just kind of peeping a lot of stuff at that time. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was living in the in Bankhead, which is you know. Are already gonna give you a lot of yeah <laughs> ideas. 
just living around there. I actually was shooting a video for it that never got completed, mm. but um, around that area too. But just, you know, you could see so much gentrification and, you know, planned obsolescence and things in neighborhoods that just don't work no more, that look like they used to work and, you know, lack of food, food deserts. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that gets on our nerves the most be stuff that we actually see digitally or something that somebody posts up. But the world around you is looking like not that good either. You know, stuff that you can actually, like, probably change. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's basically what that song was about, man. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a perspective song, you know, song yeah. about perspective. And how about the song Work in Progress? What were, you, what were you trying to get across in this song? Yeah. Mm. Work in progress, y'all. Bear with us. Mm. Smoking herbal and blowing circles. Non-verbal and flirting with skirts who showing virtue. The worthy ones. Proverbs 31. Daughters of Zion. Some be saying I'm a worldly son. Still waters run deep Can't judge a book by its cover or just the front sheet You at the table filling content with comments Read a couple chapters first so you can get the context I walk around with my chest on convex Humble as a mumble though it ain't that complex Suckers phoning rhymes in just like bomb threats Got the nerve to wonder why the people ain't respond yet Another push a man paying handling projects Profit resolves them to be in the object So let me keep it real, let you know I ain't flawless I wanna make a this is part of the process. I lied to my mom, ditched dimes at the prom, but never have I stole or supplied marijuana. No coke, no pills, just head show bills. Dope skills ahead of my time, behind on bills. And honestly, I ain't even got my mind on meals. But I got my biz tight though, so time will tell. That's word to my clientele. I rock well, might have been the one who cheated off your IRL. Didn't get to divorce you, but you could throw a halo at my horns like horseshoes. Cause now it's your move. Don't Take it as a sore lose, cause there's plenty more, dude. I'm breaking bread with my people, chew your food. I turned a new leaf, then I twisted it. Turned the other cheek, put my dick in it. Mm. And the vag was a masterpiece. A vast relief shaped like rabbit teeth. <laughs> you ain't gotta look in the past. I'm trying to break the curse like a witch doctor. All I hear is block a block and fill it up my chakra. Another nigga that fucking with crooked coppers. Better come correct to get the shit knocked out, ya. Hit him with a few Hail Marys, our fathers. Used to be afraid of hell, but nigga, why bother? Ghetto like the Wild West, better pack your revolver. Can't live like a coward, rather die a martyr. Should I rate his fears, power, word to Coach Carter? They shot my nigga dead over marijuana. No paperwork, just sprinkle a little coke on him. You hurt and just sprinkle a little hope on him. Ain't the same for shit, I'm going to church on him. They say the world is for the taking as usual. But what profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? You addicted to fast money and rap shows. I'm addicted to cheese too, no lactose. Black folk, I spit it for my people, you know that though. And she said, that's the shit she can't stand. Say it one more again, that's the shit she can't stand. She say I'm too cold to be considered a human being. So pro-black with them threads, it's European. 
I told the car, pay damn. Only God can judge me what the fuck I call freedom. Just a visionary trying to dodge a cemetery. So I gotta come with something revolutionary. You know it's necessary just to call it legendary. I make them think about Malcolm like it's February. Uh, you know that? That make them nervous, you know what I'm saying? you to say conscious stuff all the time i guess whatever that means mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> you know just talking about i am a work in progress you know i done did some foul stuff definitely uh don't aim to do nothing foul wake up in the morning try to hurt nobody but yeah just that was basically the point of that like even my homeboy on that song truth he was spitting the same thing like people was going to judge you for what you got on if you're talking one way they're going to look for what's wrong with you you know, this it's a contradiction. So he was just saying the same thing in his bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, everybody kind of got some level of, you know, depending on the level of scrutiny you put on any situation, you're going to probably see something that ain't, you know, super integrated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we just humans figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the, you have another song when they're a powerful song called More Than Kings. image. I beg to 
How did you come about writing this song? Um, well, I just know a lot of the people in the conscious community use that word conscious again. Uh, we call ourselves king sometimes. And I ain't really mad at that. You know, it has a place, and I understand what people are saying it in lieu of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes, like, we don't wanna, I don't want to necessarily put a cap on myself through a title because, you know, everybody can be king. You know, that's just kind of contradicting the concept of being a king. You know what I mean? Like, at, at least what we combine that is on a level higher than kingship. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are more than kings. That means even the king is more than the king. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, and that's why I didn't even write on that song. I had uh, Kareem, my man, Gotta Be Kareem, and um, my sister Chop, they rhymed on it. Cause I was like, man, there's probably gonna be a lot of perspectives on this hook alone. Yeah, they did. So I they did their to, thing. I mean, they did. Their yeah, thing. yo, you know, and Kareem, you know, he's a well-read scholarly brother, but he, he's just as savage as they come. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like on the on the mic, so mm-hmm. I thought he was perfect. <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, in Chop, she has a lot of knowledge and wisdom, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, just wise beyond her years. Yeah. So I just wanted to see what she was going to say. And I just like, man, I don't have to necessarily think like nobody. Like, I just know this song can go so many places. I was like, man, let me do a joint where I'm just producing it and and kind of give that kind of uh, approach to, you know, production because that's a, that's a real producer, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's good that you can look at it like that. You know, you you have so many talents, you can be like, okay, this is what I would really want to do with this song, and and let the mm-hmm. other people shine. But you're still shining in in your in your way. No doubt, man. I mean, that's what it's about. That's always what it's been about with me. Anybody I've been dealing with, um, I always see the value in them, and I always try to you know let more, more people see it as well. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of my my biggest uh, aspiration. Like I'm not really tripping. Only time I might get in my ego feelings is like when I'm being mistreated. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I gotta turn up a little bit. Like wait, a, wait a damn minute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, it's really about you know uh, communities and squad goals, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more song off the album I want to ask you about is "Life in Your Day." <laughs> So 
let us say, never let us stray. Searching for yesterday, death soon comes, become what may. Every day in your life, bring life in your day. Hey, hey, so let us say, never let us stray. Searching for yesterday, death soon comes, become what may. Every day in your life, bring life in your day. I it was me against the world like PAC. Then I just remember that it's me versus me. Before you lift your voice, can you live with your choice? I don't need a lot of friends, one can be worth three Instead of barking up the wrong tree Trees already got barked, so I play cards smartly And watch me claim all my books in the game Holding grudges and letting go are often looking the same But you ain't getting back the moments that it took to complain Or wonder why some take it hard and end up shook from the game My life is far from perfect pictures put in the frame But I'm the king, so I ain't got a real full thing You know what I mean? Hey get back in the suck, man, I gotta give a shout out to my big brother, X-Ro, you know I wouldn't be doing none of this if it wasn't for you, man, I know you hate it when I say that, you say give it up to God and that's real, but I gotta shout you out, man, my big brother, Daru, proud of you, man, yo, my man, John Robinson, yo, everybody who's down for a long time, man, I love all y'all, man, let's do it, for real, so let us say, never let us stray, such a good yesterday, my brother, Counts, finish your period, Seems like it's a chronology of your life. Talk, talk about this. Yeah, moment. yeah, it is kind of in a way like you know that that initial spark of um, wanting to get into music and uh, not being the best, being untrained, young, uh, you know, kind of snot-nosed spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, rough around the edges and all that stuff, man, and just kind of like coming into your own and. Um, really being as appear to people that you once like, you know, check, bought a ticket for, or, you know, bought a record for. And, um, you know, there's someone on that song that people might think is CeeLo from Goody Mob. <laughs> 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 I mean, for real, but, but people don't know that that's John Robinson. If you can like briefly explain who he is and how that came about that you were able to work with him on that track. Man, that's funny, dog. See, well, I'm gonna have to make, I'm gonna tell them like, oh, we got to talk about that later. But yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. They probably the same tribe somewhere. Right. Man, but, uh, yeah, the Jr. Man, he's been in my life, like, you know, friend since I was probably 16, uh, 15. You know, around the time I was talking about in that song, um, I've known him, you know, forever, man. Like I used to. uh come through when he lived, him and his brother was staying with some other friends of mine, um, the prophetics. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, they kind of put me on to 
how to really carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, 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 they some cool ass dudes, man. I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, I could wild out sometimes, but, uh, for the most part, you know what I'm saying? That's who I model myself after, man. He's been able to work with like KMD, mm-hmm. MF Doom and KRS. And, you know, like he's just an ill dude, man. He's always in the, and uh, you could tell his path is definitely etched out to be what this is. You know, he's, always in the place to be traveling uh dope mc man just mm-hmm. he's got so many projects man like his discography is stupid mm-hmm. it's kind of daunting you know what i'm saying <laughs> like kind of scary man you know but i've been knowing him since he was staying out there and then uh he was also working with my boy uh chris craft who had shaman work so i was around the time when he was recording that album with, uh, with stacy epps when they had a group called soul uprising mm-hmm. and uh he was also doing a joint with Tarot, uh and uh, I don't know if they had a name for their crew, but they were doing a lot of rock, doing a lot of records together and dropping stuff. And Shaman work went on to put out a lot of stuff like Wale Ojide and uh, CL Smooth and a couple other joints. I was on a couple of their compilation albums. You know, I was still like cutting my teeth around that time too. Nice. But um, yeah, man. But Jr. Man, he's a, he's, he's a big homie. Um, Really dope MC man, just student teacher, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Really. He, is, he is a teacher too, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let, let, let's get to. I think your second album is uh, mm-hmm. Sen- Senior Dues, the Yen Dollar Music Volume Two. Now, yeah. this seems like it's a sequel to the instrumental album Yen Dollar Music. Why did you? There des- you go. Yeah. Why did you decide to make um, it? a lyrical album, a sequel to an instrumental album? I just had a certain, um, I get a certain feeling on certain albums. I, it's kind of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Like some albums feel like a yen dollar series and some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess yen dollar is more of a breakout from, yeah, I mean, Somali just solo joints. I, and I don't really have no super harsh defining line about what it is. Maybe on Senior Dudes, I had um, more features than I had ever had. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it kind of seemed more compilation-y. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of seemed like a like a yen dollar release because it's hard. To, I, I guess I didn't want to call it the Yami Somali album because I didn't have a lot of joints just by myself on there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You, I guess that's. Yeah, people like Saw Rock on there, Corrupt, J Live, mm-hmm. Count Base D. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. How, how did all those come about? I mean, that's 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 pretty impressive. It's just it was the winds, man. I can't even call it. I, I do know, like I didn't. I knew. Um, make sure I'm getting my chronology and shit. Yeah, like my mom passed away that year, like right after. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, it's all good. But like four days after my first album came out. So, yeah, like, you know, I was kind of dealing with that at the same time, trying to be optimistic and stay prayed up. And everything was working pretty well. Mm-hmm. But um, certain things I felt like I couldn't do by myself. That was kind of before I was dealing with, like, any working class stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of just ready to just, like, punch at the wall twice. I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to drop this album after that. I just felt like I kept making better songs. And I had features I didn't really want to put on a real album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I just don't like features on albums like that. It's just not my thing, like, too many. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put it out digitally, 
the same year as Yamin album. It uh, got me on some more looks and everything, which was cool. Something to keep me going. Because I really thought I might have quit for a while. Mm. In 2013, you know, dealing with my mom's state and everything, I was right. just like, man, this is some bullshit. But yeah. um, nothing's really made me really want to fall back, though. So even after that, like, I got some physicals of that album pressed up now. Um, it took me until, like, <laughs> this year <laughs> or, like, early this year or something but, or, like, late last year. But... Um, it's still dope, man. I don't really listen to my music a lot, but I know, you know, when I'm doing shows, I got to have people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, check, check out my, my catalog. That's right. Can you explain what do you, why is it called Yen Dollar Music? Oh, that's because, uh, you know, I mean, Somali, uh, it's YS and, you know, Yen and Dollar Sign, the Yen symbol and the Dollar symbol. Ah. Look like, like, like YS. Yeah, I just... I think I just did. I, I signed something like that one day, um, and I just it just stuck. You know what I mean? So I think my homie called me Yen Dollar or something like that. I was like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it just stuck. So I was like, all right, yeah, Yen Dollar music. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's dope when you figure out why people name something where it's just so simple. Like, yeah, you know, they used to call me this, or you know, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so one more thing with that album. Uh, what are your favorite songs on the album? You can't cop out and say they're all your favorite. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Isu War is my favorite one on there. What was uh, that again? Isu War. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who can make the sky the same color as my vibe? Who can make it rain on your parade and change the tide?
Why yeah, is that? My favorite one. Uh, I don't know, man. I just had a fun time lyrically on it. You know, it's kind of one of the joints you don't really gotta like. I didn't really had no point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just mm-hmm. it was just fun to write and record. Like I wrote it in the same time that I uh, recorded it, like same session or whatever. It didn't even take me like maybe half an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Like I was just really in the zone. Mm-hmm. And and um, the hook came to me, and I was just like, man, it's funny. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Like I've told different stories about this song. I've made up completely different stories about this song just to be jerk. <laughs> and uh, I don't think anybody really <laughs> knows the real story. I think I forgot the actual way it all came together. Now I was just being <laughs> I was just being ridiculous. But um, <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, what is uh, what what is, what is well, something you want to say is ridiculous? If you want. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I, on this one interview, I said, yeah, I had a comic book when I was a kid, and uh, <laughs> the superhero, she was a woman, her name was Issa Laura. I made some, I totally <laughs> made that up. But, uh, this is before Google, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, there's no way to confirm nor deny <laughs> anything I just said. That's funny. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I just. I just was, you know, going in, man, mm-hmm. and Issa Wars just came out my mouth, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, all right, well, let's rock it." <laughs> cool. Sometimes it be like that, you know. You got to make it, make it work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, coming up on the latest album called Monday Friday, which is a dope album, really, really dope. Can you explain you. the title? Yeah, uh, me and Illa, um, you know, the illustrate, illustrate, produce all the joints on it. Mm-hmm. On the on the original version, um, we used to uh, I used to I used to bartend and you know when you bartend you're working all the weekend through basically and Monday nights mm-hmm. for a lot of people are kind of like industry night or when they kick it after they can chill after the weekend rush mm-hmm. and um, at some point I don't remember when this actually was said and uttered the first time but me and Illa we would just speak throughout the week. Like, yo, okay, I ain't get to kick it this weekend, but on on Mondays we used to cut, get together and record. And um, whether it was me, it just worked out that way where a lot of people would come through on Mondays and record. Mm-hmm. And we somehow started calling them Monday Fridays. Like, we were treating it like it was still, mm-hmm. like, the, the end of the week because we would go in so hard. It would be like, damn, you ain't got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> you know? So it just got started. You know, I think Illa started calling them Monday Fridays. And then when we had our album ready, almost ready, he was like, man, what should we call it? Because he just wanted to do a Yamin Somali album that he produced. And he was like, yeah, we'll just call it Yamin Somali and name it something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, dude, you know what I'm saying? I really want to, like, kind of change the expectation mm-hmm. and, and work with this concept and make it the name of the group. So he was cool with that. And um, that's that's how it became what it became. It was a self-titled album, Monday, Friday. And I think um, when people kind of attached it to me, um, I think it became like, oh, okay, this is like more of a conversation piece. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the people who don't know us, they might see us at a show and be like, who's Monday and who's Friday? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, y'all so, y'all so funny. Yeah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did you and Illustrate come together and decide to do this album? I mean, that's like my dog, man. Like, I spent a lot of time at his crib when he was making beats, even when he used to live like in Duluth. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always find a way up there, um, you know, back in, you know, even when I uh, didn't have a whip, like, I might use my mom's whip, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. just to go up. So we've been on each other for like 10, 
ten or no, I've known each other for like twelve years. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually met him at WRG. He was up there. No, actually, no. I was at Georgia State because I was hosting one. Uh, I was hosting a radio show, and I had uh, a crew uh, come through and do an interview with me by the name of Brody Champs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ella was with them, so uh, I, I might have just been, you know, shooting the breeze with him. You know, like he figured out I was an artist as well. That was kind of like a hush thing when I was on the radio. Like, you couldn't really mm-hmm. pr- promote your name while you was ro- rocking. So, you know, I had to use like, you know, alias, but um. Yeah, man, just over the years, we started, you know, seeing each other do stuff more often. He produced on the clandestine album, the last one we did, a couple joints, like three joints. And, um, you know, I just click with Ozzy, other people from the crew, um, do a couple, comp- you know, joints with features and feature joints with people he was working with. And um, it was just in the time in the making, man. It took about a year and a half to really record all the joints that we wanted. We didn't put everything that we did on there. Mm-hmm. We had joints that just didn't make it. And um, and then we put out an EP with some other good ones in uh, this previous um, Martin Luther King Day. Mm. But uh, Monday, Friday came out August last year. And then for the one-year anniversary, I just dropped some remix. I did the whole album over again, like remixed the whole album. Yeah, it sounds good, too. So um, let's talk about the song on there called Newborn Soldier. I had a dream that I was in the boxing ring. My phone is El Hodge, Garvey, and Dr. King. They rocking wings and halos, be upon them. I hear a lot of screams, but not a single body. See, this seems a stadium is haunted. My opponent changes shape by the moment. It's like he knows where I be going with my punch before I throw it. Just another clue for me as to who it could be. Though disguise, we collided before. Yeah, I know it. See, one second, he be shaking with the face of Ronald Reagan. Then he changes to this J around the way who staging breakings. And I'm running out of breath, better yet, out of patience, because he's got me on the ropes like my folks. That they be hanging in the ground is shaking With every chant the crowd is saying My face hits the canvas but it's feeling like pavements Red snot from headshots Kiss the curve Wet drops of sweat got my vision blurred And perpendicular my hearing increased I can hear Malcolm whisper have no fear in the beast Martin in my other ear He said the beast is within And then Garvey commanded me to stand on my feet It's feeling like the adversary got stones in his gloves I got a nose full of blood But my soul's full of love When I rose he froze and I saw a glow from above Pulling at me like a magnet, but at first I ain't budge. Heard a muffled voice, didn't really know what it said. I floated high and she repeated that she's seeing my head. Now I ain't wearing the thing, tell me where is the ring? I heard the doctor say I'm crowning, so that means I'm a king. It ain't good luck, it ain't bad luck. I got knocked down, I got back up, so I deserve this. I got purpose, so I woke up and put it in these verses. Now let's do
Was a newborn soldier, and what is this song about? Uh, it's newborn soldiers. Really, anybody who was born healthy into this world, you know what I mean. Like it's a struggle to even be born, like on a on a you know molecular level as a sperm, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I, I imagine there's some form of a force it takes. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's like electricity, because of course you know your heart is pumping by electricity like there's some kind of force that you have to you know force has to overcome friction mm-hmm. to be born so that's kind of how i was i was really just trying to make the mass feel without rubbing it all in your face trying to make whoever feel like you're here now you obviously won but you know it's not over so you gotta like you know you gotta be ready <laughs> like even more so like you pass one level one <laughs> now let's go you know Built some more and some more, so that's kind of what the point of that joint was, man. Um, where do you where, like? Uh, where do you go inside yourself to 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 create these songs? Man, it'd be happening at the drop of a dime sometimes, mm-hmm. man. A lot, a lot of the time, the best joints don't take me long, but I, mm-hmm. it might be few or far between me actually coming up with an idea. I could be like driving. Um, a lot of the time, I really be out driving or something. Like I don't really drive right now. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of the joints I wrote for Monday, Friday, I actually had thoughts of while I was working. Because I used to do construction when mm-hmm. I was doing that album. Um, I used to do heating and air mm-hmm. uh, and remodeling and stuff, like in apartments. So a lot of stuff would come to me there. Like a lot of write-on came to me while I was working out, wearing a hard hat. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but um, long as I'm, um as long as I'm active, man, I can't just sit in a room and just write. You know, I probably... That's a lie, because actually <laughs> I was in the studio the other day with somebody for a feature, and I wrote and laid it down and came out cold. The song mm-hmm. I got with YU mm-hmm. coming out um, from uh, Diamond District. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's a lot of things. It's perspective, man. You know, I just be absorbing and trying to be a sponge yeah. to stuff, but that's also kind of dangerous. You know, you got to mm-hmm. back up and not <laughs> not be too like, uh, receptive to everything. That's kind of like the, my gift and my curse, I guess, <laughs> that I'm learning learning how to balance it out, you know? Yeah. Well, the song High As You, what, what, what charged you up to create this song?
making white garments, eyes are like comets, whips on my back, put tiger strikes on it, braver than a bingo, I should make that shit my symbol, spirit of the temples living in these instrumentals, uh, hide your producers, the bass is too wide for the woofers, my radio's banging, I carry it like a bazooka, the clash of the titans, the past got the eyes of Medusa, but my mind's on the future, my brothers be lying to Judah, they portray us in the time of a riotous looters, but we know we the apple of the eye of Yahuwah, they bugging niggas' conversations on high-end computers, spending millions of dollars in this all the confusion, who stay in the news causing change, shit, you know it's not a game, we got the father's name, I'm not ashamed, that's why they hate you, cause you gon' be the saviors from these modern day slavers, so how high you gon' take, how you gon' take, how we Birds of a feather, we could fly along fast or get further together. A few flew to other flocks when they heard it was better, but none of them could even make it through this turbulent weather. For all you new blacks, it looked like y'all forgot a few facts. When you extend your hand in peace and wonder why they drew back, everybody looking after theirs and look how you act. A boy was shot, they say he ain't a saint, but tell me who that. Be the first to hold weapons while you protesting, screaming that your life matters. Yeah, that's no question. So why we got an increasing skin bleaching, but camouflage is only for species that's in season. Yeah, so let's separate the wheat from chaff, the meat from fat, anything that's gonna keep you back. Why be like everybody else when you could lead the pack? These feet are black, but I'ma leave it glowing where I leave my tracks. Yeah. As high as you wanna go, as high as you What what were you trying to get across mm. in this song? Well, that was like the last song we did. I think, I think, and uh, if I took that song out of the equation, I don't think I had something that was that optimistic on the whole album. Because like Bloody Mary's not very optimistic. Uh, <laughs> right, right on, right on is kind of like provocative, but it ain't really super optimistic. Like mm. yeah, a lot of songs on there, I'm I'm really kind of like poignantly it's like it's beauty and, and ugliness but a lot of the rhymes on there deal with like ugliness in a certain level of form so uh <laughs> and i'm not trying to like you know shade my album like you know it's, it's you can kind of feel where i'm coming from oh, yeah. if you listen to the lyrics mm-hmm. but um yeah but that one i just want to be purely like you know god got us you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying we're gonna be all right type by like it's kind of like, and it's sort of like newborn soldier. I guess that's why the joints are close together like that. Yeah. Um, they both need to be heard in a sense. It's just like, not like I got all the answers, but there's answers to be had out here. So yeah, um, 
you know, don't be fearful. You know what I mean? That was kind of my thing, or don't be afraid. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, Martin and Malcolm and all them speaking to me, telling me, you know, get up, you know, don't don't be afraid, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's kind of, uh, I think fear is, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weapon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, for it's a, it's a weapon like uh, what's the term called? Uh, the uh, and I don't want to hold up time on the air, but uh, <laughs> I'll try to, uh, the, oh yeah, the power of suggestion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a tool that use that creates fear. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just the suggestion that uh, a certain group of people are more a- apt to be violent. And it's kind of subtly thrown in on you. So that's going to make you afraid of your own people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't check it, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's a lot of uh, insidious, like, you know, propaganda and out here in the world just ready for you to pick up mm-hmm. at any given time. So, you know, that's just my way, you know, trying to be counter-propaganda in a way that just kind of makes people feel better about where they at so they can go even further. I have people tell me time to time that, stuff I send them or the music they hear from me gets them through the day and that's what that means a lot man who the thunk it (laughs) you know what I'm saying you know it was how how the album flows you had Newborn Soldier High As You and then comes Prometheus which is like my favorite song on that album why why did you why did you call it Prometheus Say the eve of the atom was the dawn of a huge bang And it was all dark, then the sun and the moon came Light upon the water gave the skies a blue stain But when the sun started going down, the heat changed And then came the predators to growl and use fangs People couldn't see them, so they had to produce flame Only thing that got us to the top of the food chain Above all the animals like cattle that chew grain We use brains, took fossils and moved trains Now we put butane into the fuel tanks The world's illuminated from a bird's eye view plane But if it gets dark, watch it get inhumane. Most of us make it on the budget that's you strain. Crippled by the original boys in blue gang. The blue collars don't protect your neck like Wu Tang. So if we lose power, I will find that it's too strange. There's only a few saying. If the lights go off, yeah, watch it all change. If the lights go off, let's see if you like a ball. If the lights go off, no Apple or Microsoft. If the lights go off, they might say it's a solar flare. If the lights go off, but hold on, we almost there. If the lights go off, they'll be worshiping the sun. If the lights go off, so I hope you got a gun when the lights go off, yeah. The world's going through a bizarre stage, sort of like a dark age, marked by a harsh plague. Looking for a cure, it's no wonder we stargaze. But tell me why the light and dark ever part ways. And ain't this physical what we call typical formless, without both forces as principles. As above, so below, so black holes might just trap souls that flow into dimensional. Now, is your religion in accordance with the solar system? Living organisms and noble gases going through vision. Or does it just lead to more division? Profit off a of war in prison, either way it's your decision. Spirits burn out like tire tracks, passion drawn out. Now they need that fire back, can lighten and strike twice. So is it just like a match? Another dwarf star slowly going from white to black. black, black. And if the lights go off, yeah, watch it all change. If the lights go off, let's see if you like a ball. If the lights go off, no Apple or Microsoft. If the lights go off, they might say it's a solar flare. If the lights go off, but hold on, we almost 
lights go off. It's only fortunate for some if the lights go off. So I hope you got a gun when the lights go off. Yeah, it's freezing cold and you gotta pay to heat your home. Why feed the poor when you can sell them GMOs? Everything we eat is cloned, sterilized seeds are sown. Before the harvest, farmers gotta sign the lease to grow. They locking people up for growing green at home. Can't collect rainwater, that's against the legal code. Seems evil, so I'm waiting for Winnie and Peter. Let my people go for sure, cause they don't wanna see him free. During protesting, only time that they appear fast. Tanks and dogs, rubber bullets and tear gas. I hope it gets so dark they can't see through that clear mass. This is Molotov music coming out the beer glass. We came first, so you know that we'll be here last. And if you learned anything from the near past, they'll burn the whole city down until it's mere ash. So get ready when you hear blast. Yeah. I think that's what they said, huh? like uh my way of like because you know the, you know the legend of prometheus he mm-hmm. was uh just trying to steal fire from the gods right mm-hmm. like he was trying to and i believe you know that was symbolic on a lot of different levels um because you know that's kind of like what no other mammals can really produce fire you know mm-hmm. except for humans it's kind of like the only thing we got on everything <laughs> like if, if monkeys knew how to control fire, we'd be dead. <laughs> yes, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, combustion or just any form of the the the, the fire tetrahedron. Like if they could measure, we'd be <laughs> we'd be kind of out of here. You know that's what right. I'm saying? So um, I was like, yeah, that's kind of like our our gift on the earth. But the thing is, like, there's all this free energy out here that everybody could be using, but you know, Prometheus stole it from the gods. You know what I'm saying? You can say who the gods are. I'll leave that open to your interpretation. Mm-hmm. But the gods don't even own the fire. You know what I'm saying? We out here under a system that leases out gas to mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like your car moves on fossil fuels because they don't want you to have free energy like that. Like mm-hmm. basically the, the song builds up to the outcome of uh, privatization of essential things for human beings. Mm-hmm. And what happens at the end of that concludes is going to be a tipping point where not only are they going to lose that power because it's inevitable, but, you know what I'm saying, the lights are going to be off for a particular amount of time. So, you know, we're going to have to create, again, um, a new system of, of, of energy living, you know what I mean, just a, a whole new lifestyle, you know what I'm saying, to, to replace the one that's going to fall. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have none of those answers, but it just seems like, you know, philosophically or just logically that that's kind of just what's going to have to happen. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so um yeah, I mean the song builds up from the beginning and you know you know uh one 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 depiction of the way life began on the planet, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And how things got more advanced and you know, the ultimate collapse that comes with, with uh, the greed, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a dope song, man. I mean yeah, <laughs> the way I I, I, I kinda thought the same way what you were trying to convey. Uh but you know, you know how rap genius you, you look at lyrics and they might give a meaning. So in my head, if I was rap genius, <laughs> what I took from the song was that, you know, there's physical light, like fire and electricity, 
and there's mm-hmm. men- mental light, like enlightenment, and both of those kind of keep us civilized. And if one, mm-hmm. and if one or both of those are taken away, we can easily fall back into savagery and barbarity. So, yeah, that, that that's real. <laughs> yeah, that, that song that's very was really real, dope. Man. Thank you, man. Hey, um, yeah, that one was crazy, man. Believe it or not, I started writing the first verse over the sugar and salt beat before mm. I had sugar and salt written at all. Wow. <laughs> like it, it don't even it don't even make sense that I would have like you know put it on there. You never would have thought no. like a real happy song like like sugar and salt <laughs> would have started something like all post apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> on another track but yeah that's actually where it started and i remember i took it somewhere else that kind of got maybe a little uh like a little uh might offended some people i'll put it that way mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. a little offensive and it looked at me like man you can't say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and after that like i just started writing sugar and salt i was like all right we good <laughs> and uh yeah kept it upbeat but yeah it's funny man I guess I, I make a lot of songs as inspirational and motivational I never really even thought about it it was an interview but um yeah I guess a lot of the songs I make because I make them for me dog because you know life is not always easy you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I think I'm like receptive as hell to other people's uh problems and stuff man because mm-hmm. you know like it or not people look whether I like it or not some people just look to me for answers mm-hmm. uh, Get extra salty if I don't have one because they expect me to. <laughs> right. You so, seem, yeah, you seem like you know we talked about your musical influences, but just listening to your lyrics, what uh, what other people have influenced you? Maybe well known people or so forth in your life because you know your lyrics aren't just surface; they, they're they're deep and political and so forth. Oh man, I appreciate it. Um, uh, well, my uncle Chuck and um, Uncle Keith. Brothers, um, you know, they they was like close thing I had to real father figures, and um, you know, the things they taught me kind of uh, put me in the right mind frame. Like it, it would be simple stuff, but stuff I needed to hear from a, a, an older male in my family. Mm-hmm. Just simple stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like even get me to feel like focusing on stuff was a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, you know, hard working dudes, family men. And um, other than that, man, uh, famous folks, man, I, I don't know, man. Like, maybe if I was a couple, a couple years younger, I would even say, like, Malcolm. I mean, I do. I love Malcolm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think now my thing is, like, I just get different stuff from different messengers, man. Like, I don't really like people by name as much as, like, I'd rather talk to somebody about a point of view mm-hmm. that somebody has than necessarily about, like, this whole, like, making an icon out of nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because right. I think that kind of separates us from becoming the icons that you, that you love so much because mm-hmm. you're you putting them up too high, you know what I mean? They're human. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, I mean, not trying to be all deep, but that's why it's hard for me to come up with names because I'd be like, damn, <laughs> you know, I look up you know, I look up to Mike Tyson in, in a way, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he, he ain't eloquent, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, <laughs> like, he's an overcomer, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, uh, yeah, dog, like, just certain people, man. I feel like, I feel like Will Smith, straight up. Like, mm-hmm. he be saying some of the, <laughs> some of the trillest stuff I ever heard, <laughs> man. I like, I, I mean, I like Jim Carrey, the same mm-hmm. type of person. Like, I like how, you know what I'm saying, how he had, like, lived his life, you know, certain aspects of stuff I've learned from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like a million stories, man. Like, yeah. you know, I've been, I've been blessed by taxi drivers just telling me some of the most profound stuff I've ever heard, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so you just, and just life is my teacher. 
You're just absorbing, yeah. absorbing your environment, like you said earlier. You you absorb a lot, mm-hmm. and maybe you think you absorb too much, so you got to kind of kind of like <laughs> monitor that and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely, man. I mean, that's kind of why my lyrics be kind of dense too, because mm-hmm. like I could think, um, I think on different. But like, I, if I if I see a typo, um, I might come up with a rhyme off of that. Like, yeah, that looks like this. Like, mm-hmm. I really process, you know, words so much, and that's why I like my. I don't know. I like my wordplay because it just be like, oh damn, okay, I see what you did there. You know? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, man. And you couple that with just like having something to say behind it, man. I think that's when it becomes like mine. You know. Yeah. So let, let let's talk about some things outside of your albums. Like, what are some of your favorite lyrical music collaborations that you've you know you've been on? Uh, my homie Dion Primo. That was a real easy one to think of. Hmm. Um. D I O N P R I M O. We got an album called Elevation. Um, I hope that's. I'm thinking that's the name of it. I'm pretty sure it's called. Well, well, oh no, it's called Room 13. But the joint we did was called Elevate. Mm-hmm. And why is and, this? Um, why is it? What's up now? Okay. Why is this your favorite? Um, it's a beat I made when I was living in L. A. One of my favorite beats. Um, as far as just the vibe, you know, to come with it. Um, he was the perfect person to get on it. And, um, you know, I, I don't do a lot of joints. People don't use my beats a lot. I've given my beats to a lot of people, close people, mm-hmm. you know, people I don't know that well. And for some reason, it's like, this is something me and my homies laugh about all the time because they can fail me, some of them anyway. Like, damn, man, like, they don't do nothing with it, man. Mm-hmm. They just end up sitting around. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, catch like, yeah, yeah, I want that one, track number whatever, seven, seven, three, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and um, you know, the funny thing about that, like Yamin actually a lot of those beats was beats that people was just like not messing with. So they probably thinking kinda, like, Wow, okay. Yeah, it was it was meant for him. <laughs> yeah, dog. I mean I've I've gotten I mean, some people, you know, if they cool with me, they'll just tell me straight up like, Man, it's dope but I just don't got nothing for it right mm-hmm, now. But mm-hmm. I got a I don't know nobody around me in my circle with a output, you know, that's as much as mine, which is mm-hmm. kinda um something I just got to just uh, live with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be wanting the whole thing to be popping, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just kind of lines some stuff up, but everybody, you know, got different lives, man, different lifestyles, yeah. really dope artists, but they got other things that they got to do. I'm right. like, yeah, I wish you could do this full time, you know? I wish you, right. I wish y'all could just rap for a living. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, brings yeah. To, that brings to a good question right there. What, what would you be doing if it wasn't for music? What, what would your plan be? Didn't really have one, man. Music was my plan B, mm-hmm. but I was kind of playing. I was kind of playing myself because uh, I went to college for uh, at Georgia State. I went to college for economics, like oh, wow. a real a stupid, stupid degree. Like <laughs> knowing, <laughs> knowing, knowing me, like that's not going. That's what I'm gonna do. Teach, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I could, I could have did just became an accountant for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it, that's a hard question now, man. I don't know, man. I got a little experience with the heating and air thing. Mm-hmm. But I would probably not like that too much. Uh, I don't know, man. Like kind of like the way I look at John Robinson and how his he's been sustaining himself musically for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, I think to the victor the spoils go, man. Like mm-hmm. you got to really put put it in, put work in. And um, I don't really think I'm gonna need a plan B. G. I think I'm 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 only seeing like a tip of the iceberg of how 
yeah. how much I could really get done with just the right, you know, alignment. I'm, I'm already at Scratch Academy teaching. Wow. And awesome. that's still music. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. So, and we got Scratch Academies all over the country. So, you know, I'm about to go to the Bay in a couple of weeks, um, do some shows out there. Just keep it, keep it going, man. I got ways to, you know, make loop and it's all music, man. So it's a great, it's a great feeling. Man. I'll really tailor my life around a way to where I can keep close to what I'm trying to do. That's good. So, um, you seem real busy. Like, do you, do you have any hobbies outside of music? Um, man, <laughs> you know, I, not like a hobby. I, I mean, I like going to the movies, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I like going on dates. Mm -hmm. Um, I like doing fun dates, you know what I'm saying? Like, I lay low until I got something that's, like, really cool to do. Like, people be like, damn, I thought you was just under a rock or something. But I'm like, yo, I got, I got these tickets to this, uh, you know, random-ass shit. Let's go. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. You know, um, I almost forgot that ask you this about your production i think you did something with cannibal ox i had vast i interviewed vast a, a while back and um oh, yeah. that's just cool you guys did, you did something with cannibal ox yeah actually it was vast i don't think Vortal was actually on that song now that i think about it it was um uh the joint for mighty brody which was the album with um with uh mark speck and uh and um damn i'm tripping right now carnage yeah mm-hmm so um, they had me do a track on there. Um, you know, it was like a Brody Champs meets Vast Air record. And that record's dope, too. I, yeah. I love that beat, man. Yeah. And I got, when I job, I was real happy when that dropped because I kind of forgot about it around that time. Mm -hmm. You know, we always looking for inspiration, so or just some type of uh, recognition, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, that was, like, pretty cool. A lot of people in New York started checking for me. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um. So now I, I just have really two more questions. I was going to ask you, you know, since the show's called Books, Beats, and Beyond, um, are you reading any book or books right now? Uh, I was reading Malcolm Gladwell, um, The Tipping Point, mm. uh, not too long ago. And um, I like that book, man. It's, it's science. Like, mm -hmm. that book has a... Uh, it has a lot of like case studies on how things will go viral, or mm. you know what I'm saying. Like, this seems like something I really need to like study to mm. um, to make the most out of what I got. <laughs> you know, mm. that seems like a real dope one. Mm. Um, I forgot the author's name. It's another joint called uh, "The Biology of Belief." Okay. Um, I'm actually not. I think I'm not too far from my book. So if I catch the author while I'm just perusing real quick, maybe I could tell you. Oh yeah, here it is. It's, uh, what's this dude's name? Lipton. Yeah, his last name is Lipton. I ain't going to okay. hold up too okay. much time yeah, talking yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, all those books you read will probably fill it in your in any of your new music. So that's cool. <laughs> Word, yeah, man. Um, that's love, man. Yeah, I, I wish I had, like, a, a patience for poetry, like, I don't really like just reading poetry. I could probably stand seeing some performed or something more mm -hmm. so than just sitting and reading it. Like, right. Yeah, something about it. I'm, maybe I'm too left brain um, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to that. So let's say, hypothetically, let's say that if tomorrow was the apocalypse and you could only choose three albums besides any of yours, what would those three <laughs> albums be? Oh man, uh, I grab songs, Nikia Life, 
Okay. Um, uh, dang. Uh, <laughs> the world's about to end. AT aliens. Oh, I guess this is agonizing. And um, uh, Rough Draft ET by Jay Diller. Okay, okay. Well, those are good. Those are good. So, um, yeah. before we close out, is there what what else are you working on right now? Uh, I'm working on with my homeboy Bright Sun. He's a singer, uh, songwriter, you know, guitar player. Um, working on joints with him right now, just trying to craft a, a nice sound. Um, I'm pushing them remixes for a little while while I uh, I kind of I'm tailoring like a new studio in the new space I got. Okay. So um, I'm sure I'm going to have uh, – I got so much space now that I can really just do something crazy with some people, some live cats, and do some more stuff. I, I would like to get a band together. That's a very ambitious goal. Oh, it's nice. Um, but at least locally, it would be cool to have some really dope stuff down and really just give people something really great, man. I would love that. Yeah, that would be cool. Are so, you, do you play any instruments yourself? I play the drums and I and I, I got my chords kind of good on the keys, but I'm really just trying to you know still get to comping. Like I really mm-hmm. want to get into it. So that's another thing, yo. I left a I left my nice keyboard in Raleigh when we was on tour earlier this year. Mm. So uh, I gotta go cop that. I, I got my MP back and I left the keyboard because I didn't really have enough space to yeah, really I do see. both. So I was like, mm-hmm. damn, I'll come back. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, when I get that, I'm tight. That's dope. So, uh, is there anything else you want to share with us? Um, nah, man. Um, just uh, ch- check out the Monday Friday album. Uh, I got the seven inch on my Bandcamp. The remix with everybody in the crew on it. Um, yeah, that that includes like Four Eyes and Book Brown and uh, Ekandayo and Air Black and it's a big up posse cut joint mm-hmm. and um. Uh, Check out my remixes to the Monday Friday album also at my band camp. I guess, you know, we'll be able to link all that yeah. so people can check for it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, do you have anything yeah, on yo, iTunes as well? Um, I do. Monday Friday is on iTunes, okay. the album. That's like the only thing I really got. I got a single on there called Land of Passion from um, Senior Deuce. Okay. Um, that's also on iTunes, I believe. But uh, and I got a remix on, on there on the iTunes joint. It's like a two singles. So, um, the, the remix is uh, featuring Cassius King from um, Dirty Science, which is crew in L.A. with, uh, you know, Blue and Exile mm-hmm. and all those brothers. Um, so, yes, yeah, really dope. That was a dope release, man. Like, I need yeah. to probably post that remix a little bit more because mm-hmm. um, it was dope, man. Mr. Roz, producer from France, hooked it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, but um, yeah. Also, um, the original version was produced by Double O Schizo from Richmond, Virginia. I'm supposed to be doing some more joints with him. He got a crew called Cult Fiction with my dude Rafik. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I'm just dropping names on y'all, but uh, check out Cult Fiction. They got some really dope material, man. Like they're working with um, Grab Lover, like Pete Rock's brother, on a couple joints and. Dude is really nice, man. A lot of good stuff in the DMV. Let me ask you one more thing. Are you and Clan? Are you clandestine? Ever going to get back together? Uh, man, we've been kicking it a lot, man. You know, we 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 just had uh 
we never had like no fallout or nothing. Like that's mm-hmm. my gene, man. <laughs> I just don't know, man. I don't, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it it'll probably be like it's one of those things with us where we're like, damn, man, how do we do something better? <laughs> yeah. You know, what I'm it, it got to be so like intense. I think for both of us, that we was like, you know, let's just do something that ain't that and make that dope, and mm-hmm. then just you know see what happens, man. But yeah, uh, I would like to just do some more stuff with uh, the illustrate. Already put his hat in the circle for uh, producing a clandestine album, so that'd probably be real fun, something like that. Nice. Well, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, I'll be on that gram, shouty. Yamin all day, Y-A-M-I-N-A-L-L-D-A-Y. That's, you know, it's not hard to get at me on there, man, unless you're a weirdo. All right. Well, Yamin, thank you so much for the interview. You did a great job. Awesome. And um, hope to talk to you soon. No doubt. I appreciate it, man. Um, Keep me in touch with everything you got going on, man. Anyway, I can help you know, down. So thank you, brother. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. All right. Peace. Peace. If you want to purchase the book or any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.